For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's he listening to? Same song, over and over. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh, uh. We got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. Uh, Lil Wayne, Sammy Saint took me. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode, the second episode of Believe in College Baseball with your hosts, Alan Stiles and Orlando Razo. As always, you can find us where you find all good podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and Luminary. And when you get there, be sure to rate us five stars. Okay, um, we're going to start the start the show on more of a somber note, obviously, with uh, the tragedy that happened this past weekend, you know, to everybody that lost their lives, obviously, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, John Altobelli, and his daughter as well, and all of the victims. We just wanted to, you know, say a quick piece before we got into our show and go from there. So Orlando is going to uh, say a few words. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an unspeakable tragedy. Our Our thoughts and prayers go out to all the victims, all the families that are involved, all the people that uh, Kobe and, and Coach Altabelli and their families that have touched. <clears throat> Just wanted to say some words on on Coach Altabelli. I didn't know him personally, but the baseball community, as you know, is ridiculously small, as I'm sure it's small in all other sporting communities. Um, but the baseball world is so small, and Coach Altabelli touched so many lives, uh, major leaguers, junior college players, Division I players, any sort of division, just by the outpouring of support uh, that's going out to, to Coach Altabelli. You could tell how much of an impact he had. So, you know, it doesn't go without, without saying that you should tell your parents, tell your loved ones, tell your coaches that you appreciate them. But that's just something that, and it sucks that a tragedy makes us do this every day, but I'd rather have you guys and all the listeners, everyone out there, uh, I'd rather have them touched by this than just saying, well, it shouldn't take, you know, a tragedy to make you go tell your parents that you love them. No, fuck that. Go tell your parents you love them. Go tell your coaches you appreciate them uh, because the fragility of, of life is – was on full display on, on Sunday. And uh, we just want to wish our best to the Altabelli family. Uh, I remember I was fortunate enough to meet his son, who's a scout on the Red Sox now. Um, and he seemed like he, he was a great guy, raised well. Um, and, and our hearts go out to the families, all the families that are involved. Um, on a lighter note, we got some work to do. On today's show, we're going to be going through 11 through 25, and we're going to be picking a sleeper team, and I'm going to be giving out some awards at the end of the year. Four awards, two to batter, two to position players, two to pitchers, and uh, they're going to kind of, they're a little obscure, so I hope that we sort of develop something with these awards that uh, these players can can sort of feed off of and it becomes uh, maybe who knows maybe it becomes a Maguire Sosa like race uh, so we'll see about that thank you Orlando yes so excited for today's show you know last week um, in the first episode I hope everybody listening got a little taste of uh, kind of our swag and you know admittedly when we said it on the show uh, you know, we're a new duo as well. So I think as this 
season progresses, you'll see growth in teams uh, on the field and you'll see growth in teams off the field, just like me and Orlando as well. So very excited to uh, get all of that going. Um, yeah, so let's get through the rest of the top 25 uh, and kind of break down some of the you know surprising teams, if we think there are any, or if it's just the usual suspects for college baseball, uh, just give maybe a couple quick breakdowns of what's going on there. Thanks for uh, turning over to me. As uh, as you saw last episode, there's really no surprises. I don't think they just. I think I'm convinced that once they get to probably mm, twenty. Uh, they, everyone just throws these teams and it's like a, a, the big short. They're just throwing these mortgage-backed securities into, into bonds. Right. Just kind of throwing them out there in the top 25. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe all 25 of these teams end up being in the top 25 at the end of the year, but I think it's highly unlikely. Um, so let's get right into it. Number 11, LSU. They got the best stadium in the country. They got some of the best jerseys. It's just an awesome atmosphere. I've always wanted to go to Baton Rouge, and uh, admittedly so. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about their team going into this year. I didn't watch a whole lot of LSU last year, uh, but they're always up there. Right. And it's their stadium. Like, right. It's almost like 11 is, is damn near a slap in the face for LSU. I mean, geez. Yeah, everyone's doubting them. Everyone's doubting. LSU. Yeah, they're gonna win. They're gonna be win the College World Series and say we're we're the real underdogs. Yeah, everyone counted them out at the beginning of the year, out of the top right. ten. So LSU's got some bulletin board material going into. The oh year. yeah, um, and they just got a bonus because their stadium is called the Box. Um, there you go. So LSU go. number eleven, number twelve, Florida State. Uh, they got a new coach. Was Martin? Martin was out after last year, or the year before. Mm -hmm. One of those two. Um, but Florida State, once again, they're always up there. They're gonna. It seemed like they went. I think they went to a, a regional and hosted a regional for a ridiculous amount of years in a row. So. Look for Florida State to have a good year again. Like I said, don't know a whole lot about their team. Preseason ranked four or 12, I mean. Um, but they're always there. They're just – they're always there. I've never seen them win. I don't think they've won. I was literally looking that up because I'm I, – I, I feel like every other year they're hosting a Super Regional, but I'm like, when were they actually at the mountaintop? And I, I – not since I've been watching. They're always around. They're always around. No, they're yeah. The, I can always hear you know the tomahawk chop going on whenever they're hosting. Uh, it seems like they're always a rain delay. There's always a rain delay whenever right. they host. Like it's like oh postponed. It's like the regionals going on on Wednesday because they've had a couple hurricanes just pass through. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Florida State. They haven't won in a long time, but they go to Omaha, the super regionals every year. Right. Right. Um, you know, at this point I'm, we might have to now for those of you, I think, yeah, if you didn't listen last week, uh, I'm in the Bay area, um, Orlando's in Arizona, but we all got Venmo and or cash. I don't have cash app, but I will download cash app. Orlando, if, if you're taking, because I know you're a Miami guy, so this might have to be a bet we, we, we figure out right now what type of bet we want. If you're taking a Florida team or the field to win the College World Series, if you're willing to take that bet, I will take you up on that. I really like that bet. I got three hosses with Florida State, Miami, and Florida. Right. So Absolute hosses. It's a good bet. It's a good bet. Let's – Let's let's find some time, okay? On one of these, one of these, because uh, we have to do it before the season starts. We can't, you know, just like any bet, we can't yeah, see how anything pans out. So I think before our episode, before um, opening opening week or opening day, let's make sure the week of that uh, of opening day. Let's let's get on here. Let's figure out what the bet is. Florida or the field? I got the field. 
and we'll go from there. Uh, I'm totally in. We'll have uh, we'll have our writers draw up a contract, and we'll we'll set the terms of the bet. I I love that bet. If you didn't listen last week, I'm going all in on Miami this year. They got the speed, they got the power, they got a Rod Corp Stadium. Um, so Miami fans, listen to this podcast and just know that you got a super super fan uh, rooting for you guys this year. You guys want to bring me out there? Feel free. Feel free. Like like Alan was saying, we got Cash App, we got Venmo, uh, whatever you guys want to do. I'm I'm all about the Canes this year, baby. There you go. There you go. Uh, Number 13, Michigan. So Michigan was in the natty last year. Right. Um, And they got – I love their coach. I know I don't have a personal connection with him, uh, but I've heard some funny-ass stories. Um, I, I know a few guys that have played at Michigan that just speak the world of Coach Backage. Um, so I'm a Michigan guy. Uh, I actually have a pair of Michigan slides on right as we speak. Um, so Miami, I'm not cheating on you or anything like that. Uh, yes, just is. know that Michigan, you're my Big Ten team. Yeah. Um, they got a few. They also recruit out of the Bay Area a lot. I don't know. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, so I think I was reading, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I was reading because I knew, I knew that they're one of those teams that I knew they went, you know, we obviously watched them in the College Wood Series last year. They, um, you know, got to the final, didn't win, but they also weren't necessarily supposed to be there. So I knew they wouldn't be that high to start the season. But then I started reading and also started remembering that, Okay, I don't. We need to look up where the one dude. I think he played center or right. Um, he had curly hair. Uh, he was their three hitter. So I think he's gone. He's gone. But they got uh, two guys that are Jordan Wogu. I don't know if you remember him. He's a mm-hmm. lefty swinger. Uh, he okay. hits the ball very hard. Got and it. Had a really good year last year. They're bringing him back. Uh, Jesse Franklin. Actually, he might be the guy that you're talking about let me see and the other thing is I do remember them having a good amount like a a decent ish amount of seniors so I think that was another reason they weren't super high on the um you know on the list because they're they're kind of starting new but they do have that experience now from their kind of breakout season if you will last year yeah and they got some good arms uh that are returning they lost a I think two of their weekend guys that are are pretty good I think they were top five rounders Uh, but they'll be able to replace them and they recruit really well and they also have really really cool jerseys I'm a big fan of the Michigan jerseys you know I'm just actually enjoying this kind of um, Big Ten resurgence because when I was looking through um, Jesse Franklin let me see no, not Jesse. When I was, you know, obviously looking for places to play and things like that, I felt like a lot of these Big Ten teams, you know, you just never heard, you never really heard about Big Ten baseball, like, for at least I didn't, in like the early 2000s or the early mid-2000s, like everything before like 2010. And I would always wonder, what's the deal out there? I remember when I was at Temple, we played Penn State, and it was a bunch of guys that could throw the ball hard, but again, never really put it together. The Ohio States of the world, all these teams that have good, um, that have good. Oh, I remember Jordan Nwogu. Yeah. So he, didn't he like have to, he DH'd in the, in the world series last year. Yeah, He was injured. Got it. Got it. Um, But he still played. And I mean, he raked uh, every time I watched him, I, I ended up. So my roommate from the minors, went to Michigan and we would just watch a ton of Michigan baseball games. Got it. So, um, okay. I'm thinking of Jordan Brewer. He was their guy last year. Oh yeah. He was their dude. So he's got, he's gotta be gone because, uh, he was a junior. So he definitely got drafted. Unless Um, he was kicked off the team. It's possible. We don't know that. Now, now Googling. (laughs) Now you're looking up like scandal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, nope. First thing that comes up is uh, minor league baseball, MILB. He plays for the 
Tri-City Valley Cats. He was drafted in the third round. Um, yeah, wow. So let's see. Ooh, you know, that college transition, he's hitting, he hit 130 last season. Uh, one bomb Yikes. out of 54 at-bats. Hang in there, Jordan. Hang yeah, in there. He's probably Hang checked out. He's probably checked out. It's been a, yeah. long, it was a long season. You go to long season, and you got to pack up your whole fucking bag and then right. go to God knows where, Tri-City. I, I don't even know where. Yeah. They're. Yeah, not to mention, of course, we can't get away from this team right now. The Houston Astros are the team that signed them. I mean, we just can't get away from them. Yeah, that's tough. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They well, so I'm sure maybe uh, Brewer will bring his Michigan man attitude yeah. to the Astros to kind of change right. the culture there. Exactly. Uh, from douchebaggery to uh, competitiveness, I guess. There you integrity, go. Competitiveness with integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 14, UCLA. I just hope they make it to Omaha so we can get Bruin Blue in there. The past two times they've been the number one overall seed. They've just gotten booted and played like booty in regionals. Yeah. Um, so I, number one overall seed the last two times. And um, I need to see more. I need to see more, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. That's all I got on UCLA. And yeah. they, I mean, other than them having wonderful colors. We need those colors. We need that. That's got to be the, the fans need the UCLA blue in this, at least the super regionals, just so the average person can watch them. Yeah. All right. You, you need teams like that. And look, we, we know what happened. Everybody in the college baseball world knows what has happened to, to them the last couple of years and they're number 14. Now, maybe it'll be good for them to get out of the spotlight a little bit. Um, and you know, not have that same pressure. I mean, it's, it's a very interesting pressure, right? Now you don't have the pressure of your, I, I mean, I don't know if there'll be a number one overall seed by the time season comes around. Um, I feel like they might even subconsciously lose some games just so they don't, I, but, I uh, say, that's a you know, yeah, if they're red hot to start the year, get swept in a series, like right. do something that like humbles you. Right, and right. Then it's like, well, we're not favored anymore, and we could just relax and not play with tight assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a wonderful idea, Al. Uh, yeah. it's, um, that's awesome. I, I couldn't have thought of anything better. Um, so we'll see what happens to them. Right, but I think they're that you guys are just fine at fourteen Bruins. Just yeah. fine at fourteen. It's where you need to be. Don't show off. Uh, just kind of hang in the middle. Right. 15 Duke, the Dukies, baby. The Dukies are hot the past three years. Yep. I think a super regional last year. They haven't quite made it to Omaha. So a little bit of a Texas Tech situation, even though Texas Tech is like the Omaha version of that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting, man. Um, Like I said, I'm still getting to, to know you and, you know, everything about you, things like that. But I would be interested to, to see what you think when it comes to having some guys come out of somewhere or giving somewhere notoriety, and then all of a sudden they're good. I mean, there has to be a connection between that and getting recruits. Now, I will say this. I always thought that Duke was a team that I would put them in that Big Ten category. Like, But I, I think the same thing for Duke football, right? Like, you're so good at basketball, why can't you recruit for other sports? Um, but when you look at Marcus Stroman, which is where I'm going with this, here's a guy who has that swagger. He's all about Duke. And like, when you don't hear a lot of people repping Duke, um, baseball like that, he, he won't stop talking about it. He's basically best friends with a guy who goes by the name of Mike Studd, who's a rapper who basically his story is he went to Duke. He was there at the same time as Stroman. I believe he was an All-American or somewhere around those lines, blew out something, whether it was Tommy John or his shoulder, started rapping, um, rap singing, you know, uh, that, type of, that type of deal. And now is, you know, has his own little following for that and is doing pretty darn well for himself. And Marcus Stroman has been featured on some of his songs and they can be seen all the time 
um, wearing Duke jerseys. And I wonder, you know, definitely it's a big, they're definitely bigger back East. Um, kind of like he started out doing the frat rap, which everybody loves, you know, or loved at that time. Um, so I wonder if that has anything to do with like getting a couple more recruits that they might not have typically got, because we never really heard, um, about Duke baseball, even though I always wondered about it. ACC is another, and as we get down the rest of this list, a couple more ACC teams pop up. There's always been a couple, I will say, but uh, now Duke seems to be having their time, um, and hopefully they can just get over the hump. I hope so, too. I'm, I'm taking it you're a huge Marcus Stroman guy. Huge, uh, huge. Undersized, I mean, swagger. This is my guy. This is my guy. doesn't measure heart. You know, I wonder, I I mean, you mentioned him helping with recruiting. You have to now wonder if he is kind of taking on a Luther Campbell type role uh, with the Duke program now. So he might be handing out some sort of impermissible benefits doing the Odell. Hey, you know, doing the Odell, um, you know, hey, come to a Blue Jays game. You, You look, you never, if you don't get caught, it doesn't matter. Exactly. No, I'm, if I, if he did go, I don't find out, but if I do find out, I'd be like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, right. Right. Got him to a few super regionals. Right. Cause he, um, he went down for, for PEDs. I believe Marcus Stroman did. Did he? I don't know. It was when he was still in the minors, I believe though. Oh, well, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, exactly. (laughs) I could care. Just don't keep doing it. If right. You get, Just do the time. You did the time. Let's move on. Right, right. And don't do it again. Um, like, yeah, put Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Don't exactly. Exactly. So, Duke, we're, uh, we're looking for you and your uh, newfound success to, to make it to Omaha this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15. That's, uh, that's a pretty good preseason ranking. Uh, number 16 is NC State. Wolfpack. Yeah. <laughs> and They've had, yeah, another ACC team. They get studs. I mean, they have uh, – Rodon uh, came through there, Trey Turner. Like, they get – they have a bunch of draft picks every year. Yeah. I, sorry. Uh, sorry to the Wolfpack. I, I just don't watch you very much. They're just a weird team. They just are always around because of their studs. But as a team, they just haven't been good enough to win. They just always have a couple, like three or four top picks. You know what I mean? And that's, that's basically it. It's funny that you say that because um, so there were my senior year there. They were I think they were actually freshmen. We had twins. One was lefty, one was righty. They were both pitchers, and they were both really good. I told you how a couple years later, um, after I graduated, a year or so later, uh, Temple's program went away. So what did that mean for all the other classmen? They had to get out of the jail free card. And those twins both went to NC State and both got drafted. Uh, I don't believe they're playing baseball anymore, but um, I was really happy for them for just getting to go to a top-tier program. But, yeah, man, I don't know what it is about NC State. They can get the recruits, but they just can't put it together. I mean, it's better than what USC does. They just try to sign a bunch of guys that are going to get drafted, get drafted, leave, and then they're just not very good. USC has maybe the worst recruiting strategy I have ever come across in any sport. Yeah, they want to sign all the guys that will never go to school. Right, right. The, I actually hit with a former USC recruit, um, Jock Peterson from the Dodgers, went to Palo Alto High. And when okay. I met a guy from the junior college who also went to Palo Alto High. I end up at Jock Peterson's house hitting with him and his dad. Um, his and he, the man, Stu. He's the, he's the best, Stu. Dude, uh, Tiger, you know what I mean? Um, and where was he supposed to go? USC. And where did he have no intention of going? USC. Oh yeah, Jock. Uh, I mean, my brother played with Jock growing up, so it, oh, okay. We we, kn- we know the Peterson family, and oh, nice, nice. Yeah, Jock is. Uh, he's not. I'm glad he went to the pros, and like extremely super happy for him now. It's awesome. 
um he's he's fun to watch man but right that's a good <laughs> that's pretty hilarious uh small world man but yeah like we said earlier baseball world is uh it's tiny everyone everyone knows everyone right um but yeah i don't know we got on usc after talking nc state speaking uh, of pac 12 17 stanford baby go cardinal uh i grew up going to stanford games my whole life really wanted to go there i couldn't have probably have gone there because of um grades and just overall i was pretty i was like 140 pounds in high school so they just looked at me and like this guy no chance um but i love stanford uh they i coached a few of their guys this year some of their freshmen uh, i think Last year, they had a really, really, really good lineup with really good pitching. I thought they were going to go to Omaha last year. Uh, they ran into Mississippi State, who was also really, really good. Um, but they lost. Stanford lost most of their middle of the order. They all got drafted. Uh, they're returning their Friday guy, Brandon Beck, who's really good. He's I don't know how high he'll get drafted because he's like an 87 to 91, 92 guy but he throws four pitches and he spots up. So he's really right. good. And then they got a freshman, a couple of freshmen to watch out for uh, Quinn Matthews and Max Meyer coached them this summer. Really good dudes. Um, but Stanford, they're going to have good pitching and their hitting is I was looking at their projected lineup. It doesn't look very good, man. It, <laughs> I don't think yeah. they have a guy that was like over two maybe one guy I think Bellafronto that was over 260 right yeah i mean um they're not they're not texas tech because they haven't gotten there they're not florida state because they haven't gotten to the before there they're just always ranked and always lose before they're supposed to yeah uh it's unfortunate and i and i like stanford i don't you know i grew up going to stanford basketball camps and Obviously, I love Cal. I haven't picked between Stanford Cal. I like I love them both. I wish them both the best. Uh, but this, these are just have been the facts. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. I, they lo lose to Fullerton uh, every year. I think they were fortunate Fullerton didn't make the postseason last year because they probably would have lost again. Right, right. It's one of those things where it's like the Twins playing the Yankees where the Yankees – sweep them every single time that's how it is with fullerton and stanford in the postseason exactly no matter how good stanford's been all season it doesn't really matter i hope they change that i'm pulling for them i'm pulling for the cardinal you know and you know like i said i'm a stroman guy i like pimping dingers i like all this good stuff i'd like to see some new unis from stanford i think yeah, they're a little did they? Yeah, they got them maybe two, not last year, but I think the year before. Really? Finally, they, they got rid of, like, shit. the non-button thing? No, they're Nike, and they, I mean, they look pretty cool. And they got the, I think they go black on Fridays. Okay, all right, we'll see. They're already, they're already, okay, so yeah, all I'm seeing is these V-neck ones. No, the old ones sucked, and they looked so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like would, you can't hit because you can't swing. Oh my god, those are the jerseys that make your like nipples chafe too. That they're it's right. it's one of the most un unenjoyable experience. Oh yeah, these black ones are swagged out. These are nice. Okay, no, we got a chance. We got a chance this year, Stanford. Yep, <laughs> the new the new unis the new, the new three year old unis. They're breaking. Yeah, much more room for activities. <laughs> 18 Wake Forest. Another uh, ACC. Another ACC. I mean, it's this might as well be the ACC SEC challenge. Yeah. There's very, I mean, East Carolina's later on. But yeah, Wake Forest, they usually have a really good offense because they play in their stadium is reminiscent. I, I've never been there. So, Wake Forest, if you want to get upset about this we can talk on twitter at orazo 
Alan is you're the, at the Styles Files. Yep, at the underscore Styles Files. Come on, Wake Forest fans, come through. Their their ballpark is similar to Cooperstown Dreams Park. Okay, and it's it looks like it's about two hundred feet all the way around. I love and that. It services a lot of hitters. So Wake Forest eighteen, you play in a bandbox. Uh, Nineteen, Georgia Tech. ACC again. The ACC strikes again. Yeah. It's like Billie Eilish at the uh, Grammys. Seriously. Just cleaning up. Uh, I, you got anything to say about I just know Georgia Tech. I no. used to always – I was baffled when I was little because they had the same sponsorship as the Little League World Series, the Russell – by Russell Athletic for a right. long time. Right. Did they finally change? It really wasn't – if they have changed, that's pretty recently. I'm pretty – like Alvin Johnson and, like, Demarius Thomas, they're all wearing Russell Athletic. That is unreal. Unreal. That's like a team getting – go just going with Fila or FUBU. This – okay, now I'm looking at a picture – Um. They're Adidas now, which is okay. better, but still kind of trash for baseball. Yeah, yeah. They're getting nicer, though. They're getting nicer stuff. Right. They're stepping up their game lately. They'll be where everybody else was in, like, 2025. Yeah, uh, hopefully. It's a, it's a long shot. You know. But Russell Athletic out of business now? Got to be, right? Uh, yeah, probably along with, like, Big Five. Yeah, actually, Big Five. I got an air mattress coupon at Big Five. Anyway. Actually, yeah, Big Five actually isn't gone, surprisingly, because they're just too under the radar. The sports authorities of the world, they're gone. Yeah, you feel bad. You hate to see yeah. sports authority. I really like sports authority. Right. Too. It was like, oh, this is pr- this is nicer than Big Five, but not as expensive as Dick's. This is perfect. Sports authority is like the Anthony Bennett of sports – like sporting goods stores it's just a tweener like not really doesn't really like fit in right uh in the world and like all the best anthony bennett i hope he's playing he was tearing up in the yeah i thought he was tearing up in the g league earlier this season i Uh, saw like bleacher report gave him a post and people were like why are we supposed to care about this but (laughs) (laughs) that's i love looking at the replies on all those oh yeah i i I, the black hole yeah yeah they're like, I don't remember asking. <laughs> oh, number 20. We're, we're almost there. Number 20, Texas A&M. They're, I mean, I really like A&M. One of my good buddies got drafted out of there. Shout out Nolan Hoffman. Uh, he's with the Mariners now. But I think A&M has some of the sickest jerseys. What they do with their Adidas, they might be the best Adidas school. That's probably true. Uh, I think well, Adidas may just give them more stuff than everyone else. Is UCLA still Adidas? No, they're Under Armour now. Oh, which is pretty cool. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm into yeah. That. But they, I never liked when UCLA was Adidas. No, Adidas, no. no. Yeah, that's yeah. They were booty. But anyway, A and M, they can pitch always. Uh, they lost. Uh, they lost, I think, their shortstop from last year, who's pretty good. But they're always good. I like watching A&M because they can roll out a ton of good pitching. Uh, they always have dudes that throw cheese. So I think A&M is probably going to be better than 20. That's just my guess. They always finish in the top 15 around there. East Carolina at 21. They all, I, I haven't watched East Carolina, admittedly, but I hear – Well, that's really, not your fault. Where are you supposed to watch them? Uh, on the line, maybe. I don't know. Like, they have everything available on streaming now. I'm just not going to go, like, be like, oh, you know, Florida or East Carolina playing uh, Northwest Arkansas. Like, right. So, sorry, ECU. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to come in real hot here. Look, I'm not saying ECU doesn't deserve to be there. I'm saying that they always have to put a little guy in there. And East Carolina has been good in the past, right? Um, I They might deserve to be there. If you're telling me they're the best uh, non 
power five conference school uh, on, you know, in the nation, which is basically the spot that they gave them. Uh, I just don't know if I can believe that or not. I just don't think we know. I just think that, okay, we did a bunch of ACC schools. We did a bunch of SEC schools, a couple big 10, couple big 12. We got to put a little guy in there. Just throw East Carolina in there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sure because of because they've had some success, they probably get good uh, draft pay or you know good recruits and things like that. But I really could look at East Carolina and probably a bunch of other teams, and I would look at them the same way. And I really hope East Carolina proved me wrong. But I just feel like all these lists they got to throw in one little guy. Right. So East Carolina, Allen's pretty much calling you the Make a Wish team. Yeah. But. You should take that in disrespect and you should be, be there at the end because uh, I, don't, I don't know when the last time you have been there at the end. I don't know. Yeah, I, like I said, I haven't watched them really. I, I do know they make it to regionals a lot. Um, and they have had some high draft picks out of there. They had one guy that threw like 101 a year right. or two ago. Um, and they're always so – they own- they own their conference, basically, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. They always, they always do really well in their conference. I'm going to see – I'm actually going to look up what conference they're in right now, and we'll – Oh, is it is it Conference USA? That No. Where the heck is Rice? What they're happened in, to them? They they're used to in be... the American Athletic Conference. That's pretty good. Oh, they are in the AAC now. They are yeah. in the AAC now. That's a pretty good conference. Tulane, UCF, UConn, South yeah. Carolina, Wichita. Yeah, that's good. So, shout out to East Carolina. Hey, like I said, prove me wrong. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, prove Alan wrong, and and then we'll all, and then you could fly us both out uh, to Omaha when you make it. So, yes, please. Yeah, East Carolina, 21, 22, Oklahoma State just got a brand new field. I know Oklahoma State. They're another one of those teams. I think are they the only Big Twelve? Oh, oh, Oklahoma's 24. Yeah. But Oklahoma State, they're one of those teams that's always there because their coaching staff is – I think it might be the – in terms of player development, it's, it's one of the – I'm going to say just top five because I don't want to disrespect any other school's coaching staffs, but it's definitely a top five staff. Uh, their pitching coach, Holiday – or uh, Walton. Holiday is the head coach. Walton, his son – plays in the Mariners organization, uh, so I'm not biased. But he's one of the best pitching coaches in the country. He's really good. Uh, consistently getting draft picks. So I, I look at Oklahoma State. I think they'll probably be higher than 22. Uh, if, I had to, if we're picking teams that are going to finish better than their preseason ranking because that matters so much. Um, your thoughts on Oklahoma State? Yeah. Um, you know, another – Another Big 12 team that's kind of been been dancing a little bit lately, but, you know, hasn't been really to the big, biggest dance. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how they how they kind of maneuver through the, the season, especially with Texas Tech trying to assert themselves as uh, the new big dog in the Big 12. Yeah, it's going to be a menage a trois of – uh, teams sorting it out at the top of the Big 12 with right. OU, Oklahoma State, and um, Tech. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Appreciate that, Tech. Anyway, 20, 23 is going to be UNC. We need, like UCLA, we just need UNC in there because they're colors. Right. You're a big baby blue guy. I, I do like baby blue in sports. I like the Chargers. Uh, baby blue unis. I like UCLA. I like UNC. Um, we just there's. It's so unique that we need we need more of it. We need a little bit more. There's too much red. Um, there's like Arkansas, Texas Tech, Georgia. All these teams are red. Let's get some more baby blue in there. There you go. UNC. That's your guys's preview for this year. 24 Oklahoma, like we said, they're part of that three-way at the top of the Big 12. Don't know much about OU other than they're, once again, they're always pretty good. I don't think they're Omaha good, but, hey, you know, they get draft picks. They make it to regionals. 
your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, right. Another team that you sit there when they're not around and you're thinking, how the heck can you, is, how, how are you guys not around when you're so good at everything else? And obviously basketball is up and down, but they're always in it in, in football. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to even – I mean, I know they had Kyler Murray a couple of years ago. But besides that, 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 I thought that was the most anybody had talked about Oklahoma baseball in a while. So um, it'll be interesting to see, like I said, all these, you know, all these teams that are trying to make that push um, because a certain team uh, hasn't been around lately. And I will get into that team later when we get into our sleeper picks. But, yeah, I mean, someone has got to kind of – take the reins here or it could be someone that you're just not expecting but I think that they you know all three of them are gonna be battling at the top of the big 12 get probably get into regionals and then from there it's just who is really built for this and you know um, who just kind of has a couple nice draft picks that are just gonna move on you know what I mean right I, I feel like OU has been ranked 24 for three straight years that's what i'm saying a lot of these teams are like that, right and like we said 20 through 25 could be interchangeable so east carolina don't think i'm just picking on you oklahoma is the same thing for me i don't know what to do with that and if you ask me about north carolina that probably just means that they're not that good i don't know what that means that's the thing the d1 baseball are they saying north carolina isn't that good in general or isn't that good in North Carolina standards, that will, that's what we're all going to see as this season unfolds, because it's hard, it's hard to, for me to sit there and think that North Carolina is really the 23rd be- best team in the country and Wake Forest is actually better than them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just hard for me to believe that. Well, when you get to like 15 and beyond, you're pretty much just, throwing darts at the wall right right who's got a couple guys who's got some draft picks yeah exactly so luckily they actually do play games this year and we'll see yep uh rounding out the top 25 Ole Miss throw another SEC team in there why not yeah yeah, exactly I feel like they yeah they haven't been in the preseason rankings so yeah it's like a revolving door it could have been South Carolina it could have right uh I think that might be the only SEC team that not ranked is South Carolina. Which is bizarre, just based on name. You know what I mean? Right. Were they? Were you in college when they were – or was that before your college days when they were winning, like – That was – I was either very early or, like, yeah, the Jackie Bradley days. I was either very early um, in college or about to be in college. I remember they had a lefty that would – you remember that guy? He was like this big, burly dude that would come in and throw from like eight different arm angles. Yeah. Carve. He would carve. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Well, they can't uh, bring him back, so. Right. And Jackie Bradley, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to see, like – I mean, obviously he would mash, but it's funny because – to go from being the three hitter on a back-to-back world. It just goes to show you kind of what we talked about last year or last year, last week um, about how different of a beast college is to uh, the big leagues. He's not a little, I mean, the minor leagues, let alone the big leagues. When you have a guy like Jackie Bradley, who's a three hitter on a back-to-back world college world series team. And Jackie Bradley now is a defensive specialist. You know what I mean? He has not been able to really figure out his bat and that was a strength when he got drafted so obviously some people um you know some people get used to it better than others but it just goes to show it's a different beast it is yeah he he will go through spurts too where he'll hit like six home runs in a week right and then he'll go 0 for 20 with 18 punchies like oh yeah he could be the best fan duel baseball pick for you <laughs> or just a waste of space complete waste of space um so i think we got some awards to give out yes we do it's it's been a long time coming uh, i spent a lot of a lot of long hours in the lab thinking about 
how can I reward some of those under the radar guys that, you know, bring their hard hat and their lunch pail to work and they leave with their, you know, with their Jersey all dirty and, and fucking laying out and all doing all sorts of shit to help the team win. So spent Mm -hmm. a lot of long hours doing that combined with the fact that there's a little bit of tension right now between the older generation and the younger generation of baseball, uh, where it's sort of an old school, new school thing. And, um, you know, I wanted to kind of pay homage to some of the, the old timers. So that's how I named some of these awards, um, paying homage to the old timers. Like we said last week, we don't care if you're old, uh, young, if you're a baby, just subscribe to the podcast and we'll, we'll bring the whole baseball world together. There you uh, go. So uh, we're going to get right into it here. We're going to start with the pitchers. Uh, first award is going to be the Advil Award. Advil Reliability Award. It's going to go to the pitchers, uh, the pitcher, excuse me, individual, the pitcher with the most appearances uh, this season. So we'll Got be it. tracking that all year. Um, we're not sponsored by Advil, so it's right. not not a a a paid sponsorship right. to our our producers. But if they do want to get involved, we can start like a bidding war with all yeah. of the pain relief companies. Yeah, also, yeah, could also be known as the Tiger Bomb Award. Tiger Bomb, uh, Aleve, Tylenol, you name it. Right. Whatever you guys want to call it. We're anti-opioids, so we're not going to call it like the Vicodin or the yeah. Oxycodone Award. No, say no. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, the most appearances in a season, we want to really give credit to the guy that's just going out there with his arm about to fall off on a Sunday after he's thrown six innings already on the weekend. So we want to give it up to you guys. Uh, you guys are, are some, some real heroes. Oh yeah. Um, the other pitcher awards. So there's going to be four awards, by the way. So the other pitcher award is the Candy Cummings reliability award and that's going to go i'm not sure if you remember candy cummings um the undersized 59 120 pound two-way ball player he threw 497 years and eight or 497 innings in the year 1872 um oh of course i remember that guy yeah he invented the curveball uh that's what i found on wikipedia so we're gonna give we're gonna pay homage to candy cummings the old five nine hundred and twenty pound slinger love uh, it i'm gonna go to the best walks per nine there you go okay if there's anything that puts you on an island in the locker room more than walking the house when you come in the game as a pitcher uh, show me because nothing makes everyone hate you more than just being a rain delay on the mound. Yep. So we want to reward this guy, the guy that just likes to get it and go, doesn't walk anyone, doesn't fuck around. Uh, He's just going to throw strikes and he's either going to get shelled or he's going to get the guy throw three pitches an inning. So either way, it's quick work. It's quick work. Exactly. Quick bullet to the head. We don't want to be tortured. So we're going to move over to the hitter's side. Uh, This award is going to be called the dosage, the dosage award. It's going to go to the hitter with the most hit by pitches in the season. Um, This is mainly, I just feel bad for the guy that has to just wear baseballs the whole year. Right. Right. Yeah. It's get, you know, we got ice, we got ice. You know what I mean? It's so fun to say when you're on the bench, but when you're the person that got beaned, It's just kind of like, can you shut the hell up, please? You know, like, I I know the joke, you know, unless you were in an O2 count, then you're like sprinting down there. I feel great. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, uh, there's, I never was in this position, but I would have a firm knees to shoulders policy. Right. And to getting hit by a pitch. Like if yeah. it's anywhere outside of those parameters, I'm getting out, getting out the fucking way. Like there's no yeah. way. Exactly. And the worst exactly. part is if these guys are not wearing the pitches, they're probably getting pulled from the game or they're being told that they don't matter by their coach. 
Right, right. Or you got all the sofa coaches, all the sofa coaches in the World Series. Like, wear that when it's 98 from Aroldis Chapman. Oh, that was like... Because I am that guy. I am that guy. I'm kind of that guy, too, at times. (laughs) It depends who's playing. If if you have a chance to get on base... Right. Or let's say, like, pull a Howie from the bench warmers and just, like, wear one off Carlos to win the game. You have to do that. Like, I would trade in broken ribs for, like, a World Series ring. Any day. Any day. So... We want to give uh, we want to give a shout out to to those guys that just have to wear pitches all day. Um, last award. This is I'm sure you've heard of this guy. Uh, this is the Stuffy McInnes Award. Uh, it, this is going to go, and I don't like to make this biblical reference, but when you have a sacrifice hit, it's kind of like you kind of feel like uh, Saint Peter a little bit the mm-hmm. the first pope that was infamous infamously executed um but you kind of feel like you just gave yourself up for the good of the religion for the good of the right. team uh there's no like feeling in the dugout even if the guy like it's first inning and the guy gets the sack bunt down it's a good feeling going back to the to the dugout and the dugout oh, yeah. acts like we the guy just hit a three run dong especially oh, in, yeah. in like a clutch situation Mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've had that feeling, I'm sure, several times. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Definitely not the three run dong uh, feeling, but the butt <laughs> feeling all the time. Um, it's funny. I have it. It was senior senior weekend, or you know, our last uh, our last series, and to this day, one of the games. I don't know if it. Was, I don't think it was my last game, but I think it was. Could have been like the Saturday game. And I really thought my coach, and now this is me knowing this is probably the last weekend of baseball I'll ever play. And I was fairly sure the coach gave me a bunt sign. We weren't going to make the playoffs. I mean, our, our season was done. So there was really no reason for him to give me the bunt sign. I thought he gave it to me. I tried to do one of those hybrid drag bunt, but it's more of a sacrifice bunt. Uh, and to this day, I really want to ask him, did you actually give me the bunt sign? Because <laughs> that is one swing that I will never get back. And the more I thought about it, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. But I, you're just so trained to not want, especially like when you are a bunter, like you, the last thing you want to do is miss a bunt, that my last weekend of baseball with a 10 and 25 record, I laid down a drag bunt for absolutely no, or a, a sacrifice bunt for absolutely no reason. Yeah, you were, you hit it right on the head. You're just subconsciously trained to be a team player. And all that you're talking about, about it's all situational. All the things you're talking about, how, how you get carried in like, uh, like a king. Yeah, it didn't happen after that one. That's another reason. I think everyone was just kind of confused. Why the hell did Alan bunt right there? Um, there's there's certain times, too, when, yeah, if you lay yes. down like an unwanted bunt, oh, you're fine. Right, you're right, right. Fine. Yeah, and but when, but when you're supposed to do it in the right situation, yes, you get brought home, you know what I mean, like the prodigal son. It's just amazing um very different to how you have to walk in the dugout if you don't get the bunt down which is the worst feeling in the world i don't know what okay from your perspective as a pitcher i know it doesn't matter whether you because if you don't get it down you don't get it down but what's worse seeing someone seeing someone bunt and pop up so is it like right to the pitcher or seeing someone attempt to bunt twice not getting it then they have to swing and striking out. I think it's got to be the striking out. Because, yeah. Like, because then not, you, not only did you not get your job done by getting the bunt down, you had a chance to swing and make up for it. So it's almost like you, like, drop your books. You're like the nerd that, like, drops right, your books. Right, right. And then you pick up your books and you drop them again, like, right. one second later. Yeah, like into a puddle of water. 
Right. Yeah. Like twice as worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like trip and like roll an ankle or something like that. And there's nothing funnier than like how much your teammates try to pick you up. Cause when that second strike, when you don't get it, you know what everyone's thinking, but the teammates are just like, that's all right. You got this, you got this. And then to strike out after that and people are just like, God dang it. Yeah. And then you walk past, like there's not one person is giving you a high five. Really, I wouldn't want a high five. Right. Your best friend on the team is probably going to pat you on the back. Yeah. But that's it. And it's going to be a quick pat because he doesn't want anyone else to see that he's befriending you at that time. You also have to walk a fine line between pissed off and like throwing a tantrum, but also right, not right. sounding like you don't give a fuck. So it's like right, you right. fuck up in baseball. It's like you have to like toe this fine line of not dragging your blanket, but also not like being all aloof. Exactly. What, what the exactly. fuck's going on in the game? Exactly. Oh man. That just brought back great memories and terrible memories. Uh, at the, the same highs, time the highs yeah most of the lows exactly well those are our awards stuffy mcginnis by the way uh this guy's a philly legend 384 sack hits uh that's third all time Dang. so four-time world series champ in the 20s i believe um so the real real uh you know people that were alive during world war one and and all that they got to witness Stuffy McGinnis play. Stuffy. Um, so yeah, those are our four awards. Uh, we're going to be keeping track of those all year, giving weekly updates, uh, giving shout outs. If someone got hit by a pitch like six times on a weekend, I'm going to be tracking all that stuff. So uh, I-, I won't miss it. Um, Alan, I'm, the Alan's going to be working hard too. So he's going to be, you know, throwing all these funny stats at me. If you guys want, uh, if you guys want to give us some feedback too, like we said, don't be afraid to hit us on Twitter. Um, We're having a lot of fun doing this. Any, uh, any final thoughts? No, I think that, I think that, um, that covers it. Glad we got through the, the top 25. I'm excited to, you know, just keep on keeping on with, um, with the show, especially as we progress and get closer to, this season, I know there's a lot going on um, and all these teams are getting revved up. I can remember uh, how I felt that around this time, it's, j- it's almost February. You're really tired of playing the, your, yourself over and over again. Um, I think at this point, there's probably, I don't know, probably 60, 70% of most lineups are pretty set. So um, this is grind time. If there are any players out there, this is grind time. If you don't think you're on that, um, if you don't think you're on that starting lineup to continue grinding and, you know, in the words of, uh, the great Kobe Bryant, just have that Mamba mentality. And just, um, even if you think you are on the starting lineup, keep, keep pushing, you know, if you didn't see your team in the preseason top 25, keep pushing. If you weren't on any top, um, you know, prospect list for this season, just keep pushing. And, um, yeah, excited for this season and to see who lives up to expectations and who kind of surprises us as we go forward. Yeah, I think uh, next week it's going to give you guys an incentive to listen. Next week we'll have some sleeper teams, maybe highlight some players uh, that deserve to be highlighted. But, yeah, like Alan said, if you didn't come out on perfect game, USA, D1, Fall America's top – 800 prospect lists uh none of that shit matters if you do well usually you will get recognized for it so exactly focus uh focus on that we'll have some sleepers next week um more more funny stories more reminiscing because we're washed up so this is a little trip down memory lane for us yeah, and if you uh, if you guys want us to talk about something on the show, once again, tweet at us, uh, any any medium. Uh, if you added me on Facebook, that'd be a little weird, but I don't really care. So hit us up on whatever uh, social media that you use. If you would like to advertise with us, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Uh, once again, thank you guys. Uh, we, we appreciate it and, um, we're looking forward to this year. Thanks. 
And uh, RIP to uh, the victims once again. Shout out Coach Altabelli and his family. RIP. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.